All right, welcome back to Ducks and Pucks. This is your host, Mike Walters, along with my co-host, Eddie Jones. And uh, uh, what a series we have so far, Eddie. Uh, you know, the Ducks uh, have a you know, 2 nothing lead uh, after two games. Uh, pretty much dominated both games. Uh, you know, we had the blowout 6-1 uh, to one win in game one, and then uh, Anderson stepping up with the shutout in game two, Eddie. Yeah, I, I, think, I think it was a nice change from the, all the close games, and except, well, except for game four and, and the, uh, the first series. And, you know, it was a... A little bit less stressful for everybody to see, and you know, just to see the Ducks play uh, three complete periods, you know, and, and a good second period finally scoring two goals, Perry uh, and Eden picking them up, and and Bolesky stepping up and scoring the first goal in both games so far in this series, and you know, just a complete effort, a good game from Anderson. Uh, Chasing Hiller was a little bit rewarding too. I know the fans got after him a bit too, and you heard in game two. Uh, Kind of chanting, we want Hiller as well. So I think, uh, you know, it's it's nice, uh, nice change of pace for the Ducks in in this series. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think a key that we talked about uh, going in against Hiller was, you know, scoring on him early. Uh, we we knew in the past that uh, when he gives up goals early, he he kind of loses momentum, gets a little bit flustered, and. Um, you know, we were kind of looking back at that Vancouver series and we were trying to figure out what, what we would get, uh, you know, because Hiller played really well in four games, uh, only averaging a goals against a 1.5. But then uh, he got chased out of the other two games, giving up five goals and, you know, uh, just a couple periods there. And uh, that's what happened here. You know, he ended up getting pulled early in this one and uh, the Ducks pretty much rolled. And uh, it was really the top line. I mean, pairing gets off. Uh, I mean, you couldn't really expect for much more other than maybe, you know, a hat trick. I know a lot of us were hoping that Perry would get one, but uh, it was just a dominant performance, especially from the top line. Yeah, and, you know, you really were expecting that. And, and you know, to, to ask for two for one four-point game in the playoffs is, is amazing. And then for Perry to pick up his second and, you know, Getzloff having the, the three-point game earlier and uh, with Perry leading the way with 13 points uh, in six games, for, you know, leading all of the NHL, and Getzlaff tied for second with uh, Johnson and Kane and and Keith. That's some some great company to keep. And you know, those are two guys we were expecting. You know, they'd have to do well if if the Ducks were going to succeed. And you know, with uh, the other Silverberg stepping up in the in the first series and and the uh, the Kessel line doing it again as well, uh, supporting that line, uh, it's given Getzlaff and Perry more space. And you know, it's evident with uh, the four point game in, in game one. Yeah, you know, we talk about that four-point game. You know, he had one against uh, the Jets, and he had one uh, in this series. So now he's gotten two, and, you know, that's the first time a player's done it since uh, 2004, uh, Keith Primo. So, I mean, he's up there uh, really rolling in the playoffs right now. Uh, he's also scored, uh, you know, one point in every single game except for one so far, Eddie. So, I mean, it's been quite a turnaround for Perry because, you know, the last couple years in the playoffs, he's – he scored, but you know he hadn't been you know on fire as much as uh, some some people had mentioned, and uh, I, I don't know, maybe he's eating his Wheaties, but I mean he's just been on it uh, this these last two series. Uh, maybe maybe it's playing the Canadian teams. I, I don't know what it is, but uh, it's really good to see, especially um, you know Perry had a really long uh, season with you know dealing with the mumps issue, getting injured earlier too as well. So for him to come back and uh, just absolutely dominating the playoffs right right now is a, a very very good thing to see. Yeah, and you know this is kind of what we we expected to see. You know, Perry usually turns it on near the end of the season. You know, maybe with these uh, with these injuries and being out, he's uh, you know if for him his timeline it's uh, it's games sixty to eighty in the regular season right now, and he's just finishing off strong like he normally does. So you know he likes to turn it on late late in the year, and for you know lucky for us, it's in the playoffs and. 
know, I think just with with how he was criticized by some fans for lack of effort in in, in the end of the season, and you know, just being able to step it up and and show why he's one, you know one of the top two players on the team. Obviously, with Getzloff is you know is is big for us, and we're gonna need it to keep going here um, with games three and four in Calgary. Yeah, and you know the the first game was a really a complete effort if you look at it too. The uh, the Duck had uh, two power play goals and four opportunities. Uh, they shut out Calgary uh, with their opportunities. Uh, you know, they had three power plays. They didn't score on any. Uh, you know, obviously, they got that uh, late goal to ruin the shutout bid uh, for Anderson. But uh, every other statistical category, I mean, pretty much the Ducks did well. The only thing, uh, you know, that has, we've talked about before that kind of came back to get them in this game a little bit is, was the turnovers. Uh, granted, that, that last uh, goal... Uh, that was scored in the game by uh, Calgary there was off of a, a bad bounce off Boschman's foot. But um, just the turnovers is the only really thing that I saw in the first game, Eddie, that uh, the Ducks could have improved on. Uh, yeah, like you said, you know, a pretty complete game and a couple turnovers. Obviously, the, the Boschman uh, you know, deflection off his skate, there wasn't, really wasn't much he could do. Uh, a little bit of a bad bounce off the board. She expected it you know, to come to a stick and bounce right off his skate right to, to Sam Bennett in the slot and you can't really blame uh, anybody for that one. Just an unlucky bounce, uh, you know. But it, it, all in all, like you said, it was a complete game. You know, dominated. Uh, well, not really dominated, but you know, uh, had the advantage in faceoffs and and hits and being able to get the power play going was something that we said we they obviously needed to prove on from the season. And you know, we expected Wisniewski to come in and and uh, be that catalyst on the power play. But you know, it somehow you got the same guys you've had all year, and then just just needed that that the playoffs just to to kickstart it and. You know, it's the the number one power player, or number two power player behind Minnesota in the playoffs right now. So that's definitely a big boost to uh, getting the special teams going. Yeah, and, you know, we talk about that too. This next game, you know, uh, last night uh, was a little bit different variety. I mean, um, special teams, the Ducks didn't come through, but uh, they, you know, they pulled this one out. More of a defensive uh, a battle after the first period. Uh, you know, that first period, they had 20 shots on goal. Uh, Bolesky got another goal. He's gotten, you know, goals in, in both of these games now. And that second line has been really rolling uh, as well. And, um, you know, it was a dominant performance in this one. But more so in the first period, it looked like the Ducks really uh, took it to Calgary. But uh, the move by Hartley to put in Ramo definitely um, gave them a little bit of a boost. I mean, um, this game was, you know, not really uh, certain until late in the third period. I mean, you know, it was one nothing for most of this uh, contest. Yeah, you know, this game could have been over just like the other one really early on. You, know, you, you the Ducks had many like uh, many chances to score, and it could have been two, three, four nothing after the first period. Uh, it was uh, the one uh, two on one where Ramo had to do a diving uh, glove save. And you know, there's a couple other chances too where he, where he just robbed him. You know, like in the in the first game where there was a couple posts in the first period, uh, it was really the the Ramo show in the first period, and you know, the Ducks were lucky to get one because uh, um, he was just on fire. I, you know, you you really couldn't see anything getting past him at that point. Yeah, and and then you know we went to the second period, and uh, you know we didn't really have a slump, uh, you know, because no goals were scored or anything. But to me, you know, the Ducks kind of let off the the gas pedal there in the second and the third. I mean, you had. Uh, you know, 20 shots in the first period and then uh, only a handful in each of the second and the third. Uh, it, se- it seemed like they, um, I don't know if they were just a little bit lethargic or something, but but the second period they came out a little bit, uh, they played well defensively, but, you know, offensively they just it seemed like the forecheck, uh, for some reason it just was missing in that second period, Eddie. Yeah, and, you know, I think you, you saw that a little bit of trailing in the third period too. I think it's just uh, Calgary sort of, 
finally figured out the forecheck in, in a way to stop it. They kind of started uh, pinching up and, and stopping the Ducks at the neutral zone and making them dump it in early and, and forcing only one guy to come in. And, you know, the Ducks' forecheck really only works when they can stop the, the puck along the boards and, and then get it and win it back and, and cycle it around. And Calgary seemed to figure that out in the second period. And, you know, it, it really slowed the Ducks down offensively. They, they couldn't really deal with it. You know, you saw more uh, chances, you know, less shots but more chances on the forecheck in, in the third period. But, you know, Calgary really seemed to figure it out um, in that second period. Yeah, and then, you know, the Ducks, uh, you know, came through in the third. You know, Hampus Lindholm, he got his first playoff goal. Uh, you know, a nice point shot that uh, Ramo was screened on and didn't see. Uh, then Nate Thompson followed it up with his first playoff goal with an uh, empty netter. And, uh, you know, the D- Ducks would go on to win this one 3 uh, nothing. And uh, another first for the Ducks, uh, Frederick Anderson got his first career um, playoff shutout, which was nice to see. Uh, I was kind of hoping that that would come soon. I mean, you know, the way he had played against the Jets and uh, – the way he had played in game one, you kind of thought that, you know, uh, Anderson would get one sooner or later, Eddie. Oh, yeah, and he, could, he definitely could have two back-to-back shutouts if it wasn't for that unlucky goal in, in game one. And he's just been, uh, you know, all the doubts against the Ducks in, in the beginning of the playoffs was that, you know, who's who's going to go on goalie if Gibson comes back? And the same as last year with the goalie questions. And, you know, Freddie's really, you know, uh, solidified that number one role and, and, and run with it throughout the playoffs so far. And, you know, he's been arguably the best goalie in the playoffs, uh, you know, for, for either team so far in, uh, in the playoffs. Yeah, and another big stat, too. I mean, obviously, you know, Frederick Anderson's 6-0, uh, and zero, and obviously the Ducks are as well. And, uh, you know, just a stat for you guys out there, that's the, uh, the first time the uh, uh, team in the playoffs has done that since uh, 2008, which was the uh, Penguins that year that did it, and they ended up uh, losing in the Stanley Cup final. But uh, that, that's how long back it was since the team had started out 6-0. Um, and zero. and uh, I know some people are talking about, you know, the best records and everything out there and um, – I don't remember the exact best record that's been in the postseason, but if you go back to the Ducks' 2007 championship year, the Ducks were 16-5 and five that year to kind of give you an idea how they did. So we may see something like that, Eddie. Uh, you know, the Ducks are rolling. Um, I mean, I, would they go 4-0 and in this one with a sweep? I mean, maybe. I mean, you and I talked about this series, like the last series. We said, you know, five games at most six. Um, so, you know, the Ducks could do that this series, but I don't, I don't see them, uh, sweeping all the way through. I mean, you know, it's a long way to go uh, before we know, uh, what's going to happen in the later rounds, but, um, definitely like the way the Ducks uh, are rolling so far, Eddie. Yeah. And I, you know, I think everybody's getting a little bit too excited here. Uh, you know, I could definitely see us sweeping this round against Calgary, uh, the way they've played in game one and two. And, um, they seem to show no adversity when they went to Winnipeg and, you know, if they can show the same in Calgary sweep here is definitely, uh possible but you know thinking of them having to go into you know most likely chicago or possibly minnesota in in uh, the western conference finals and trying to get a sweep there and and then trying to get a, a sweep in the stanley cup finals i think that would be uh you know it, it's a, it's almost impossible to think that that will actually end up happening but you know if they can continue to, to dominate on the faceoffs like they have uh Great power play so far. Great penalty kill. Uh, you know, the top goal scoring team in the playoffs. Uh, least goals against. You know, they've pretty much dominated in all uh, every category. And you know, it's safe to say that, you know, they're they're the best team in the playoffs going right now. And you know, it, it you don't want to you don't want to look too far ahead. But you know, I, I think uh, it it would be amazing to see. But you know, not not too likely. Yeah, that kind of brings up some other you know questions people have said too. Uh, 
going into the lineups and whatnot. Um, as you know, uh, Wisniewski still hasn't played in any of these six games. Um, you know, Fletchman only came in uh, when Thompson and Wagner went out. And Sekatch has also been out as well. So I know some people are asking questions about those guys coming in. We, we thought we may see them in this series. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know. With uh, the way that the Ducks keep winning and the way Bruce is just stuck with the lineups, it's, it's kind of the, you know, if it isn't broken, don't fix it kind of thing, Eddie. I, you know, I don't know. I'd, I'd like to see Wisniewski and Sekatch get in there. But, uh, man, I, I just don't know. Uh, you know, when you when you win 6-1 to one and 3 nothing, it's it's kind of, you know, difficult to try to adjust the lines and, and pull somebody out when there hasn't really been anybody that's played poorly um, top to bottom. Yeah, and, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to, like you said, put anybody in when, You've won six games in a row. You don't really want to change anything up. It seems you know all the chemistry's there. Everybody's working together, and it, and it's just it's just meshing well. And obviously, you don't want to break up that first line and and the second line. It's, they've both been amazing. And you know we thought maybe you'd see guys like Palmieri or or Bolesky or Jackman or you know some of the bigger slower guys drop out for Sackatch and Fleischman to bring in some speed and skill against a you know very fast skillful Calgary team and. You know they stuck with the the lineup going in and it's worked so far and you know it, it's it's hard to um to bring out some of these guys obviously position wise uh, Sekatch and and Fleischman uh, being predominantly left wingers uh, you know do you really want to bring out Maroon and Bolesky, Cogliano or or Edom so far you know we've all liked how they've played and and even Edom's had some spark to his play scoring that great goal in the Winnipeg series and you know it's it's been a great series for all the forwards and you look on defense too uh no everybody. Uh, thinking Wisniewski would jump in to to spike the power play, and you know we really, really we really haven't needed him so far. And you know DePrace played really well physically and getting some of some offense going. And you know surprising to everybody, Stoner's actually had a pretty good playoff so far. Uh, you know I wouldn't I wouldn't go on a limb and say great, but he's made some great plays so far. And I think you know you just want to keep it the same. And 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 if you won six games in a row, like you said, if any broke, don't fix it. So. I think we'll we'll probably see the same lineup in Game Three, and if we win there, Game Four too. Yeah, I, I mean, I think unless something drastically happens, uh, you know, uh, for some reason Calgary blows out the Ducks in one of one of these games in Calgary, or something, something goes haywire. I I, I don't see the the Ducks changing. I think Bruce is going to stick with what he's doing, and uh, I mean, I, it's got to be frustrating for Wisniewski and Sekach, especially coming from other teams, you know, Montreal and Columbus, and, and now we're here, uh, you know, rolling the playoffs and uh, making such a run right now. It's, it's got to be tough for those guys to sit, but uh, I mean, I, I know some of the fans are upset, but you know what, if we, if we keep winning and we just uh, keep on going the way that we're doing, I, it's just tough to argue. I mean, you know, I, I agree with a lot of the fans. I like to see those guys in, but it's it's just hard. Like you said, uh, chemistry is a big issue too. And uh, you know, when you got Edom, that's gotten two goals in this series, or uh, in both uh, the combined series, he's gotten two goals. Bolesky's got two in the last two games. Like you said, it, it's hard to to move the left wingers out and try to justify, you know, bringing in a Sekatch or a Fletchman. Um, and uh, Wisniewski's rotated with uh, Stoner and Dupree throughout the um, the season, you know, obviously towards the end after we picked him up from the trade deadline. So that's been another tough uh, tough move to try and put him out. Um, I think they'll just keep going, like you said. Um, the only thing really that we're waiting for is uh, Gibson. Um, LaBarbera backed up last night. Uh, Gibson um, was feeling ill. 
so that's kind of the update of where he's at. Um, I heard that his hand is doing much better, so he'll be fine, which, I mean, I, I know a lot of us aren't worried because, you know, Anderson has been on fire. He's been the, the brick wall, as I put out there, uh, and a lot of you also put out there photos of, um, uh, especially in these last two games. But uh, that's the only other injury update we have. Everybody else, uh, I know Wagner's been out there skating, but uh, Thompson's back, so we're probably not going to see Wagner at least um, not this series. So that's kind of where we're at on the lineups. Um, you know, uh, the only other uh, really thing to look at is just to maybe take a look around the league, Eddie. Um, we've got uh, three other series going on right now. Uh, you know, if we look at uh, who we may play in the next round, you got Chicago against Minnesota. Um, they've also taken a 2 nothing series advantage. They um, almost blew game one, Eddie, but uh, it looks like uh, unless things change in Minnesota, Chicago's probably going to beat them and go to the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, but, you know, the the first two games were at United Center, so they still have to go into Minnesota and, and play a couple games. And, you know, Minnesota's special teams have been great, so if, if they can get some chances, you never know. And, you know, if uh, Dubnik can steal them a game, and, and they've got a great team there. So, you know, being down 2 nothing is obviously unfortunate for them. But, you know, I don't think anybody would be surprised to see them win these next two games in Minnesota. And then, you know, it's anybody's series. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Minnesota could win those two and turn it around. And I know all of us hope that. We want that series to probably go as far as possible, just like uh, Vancouver and Calgary, you know, went farther with us, obviously, uh, getting done and getting rested. Um, you know, another series, I was a little surprised by this. I know you, you weren't as much as I was, but uh, Tampa Bay is up on Montreal 2 nothing in their series after uh, almost getting eliminated by Detroit, but going to a seven game and winning that. You know, uh, Cronwall was suspended uh, from his hit in game six, so he didn't play in game seven. Uh, Tampa Bay took the advantage and won that game, and, and now they've won two in a row against Montreal in Montreal, Eddie, which to me, uh, you know, I thought Tampa Bay could pull out one, but two was um, pretty amazing for, um, you know, on the road in Montreal. Yeah, and, you know, not to say, you know, Tampa Bay is obviously a good team, and so is Montreal, but it kind of reminds me of uh, when Boston was so dominant a couple of years ago. You know, you looked at yeah, anybody in the Eastern Conference, you say, oh, you know, there's almost nobody can beat them, and the only team that could beat them, and you know, that, that that just suited their their play style was the Montreal Canadiens. And then I think this is the same sort of situation reversed, and as I think, you know, Montreal is such a great team, their only downfall is they can't score goals, and I think, you know, Tampa Bay just matches up against them so well, and. You know, Tampa Bay scores a lot of goals. Um, you know, they're the they're the third highest scoring team left in the playoffs. Uh, Anaheim and Chicago are the only two teams above them. And uh, if Bishop plays well in goal, uh, you know, you can only you can only ride Price for so long from Montreal. And they're, they're the lowest scoring team um, in the playoffs. Obviously, Pittsburgh's out, so they're the lowest scoring team right now, scoring only uh, 1.88 goals per game, which is you know something we knew they'd struggle with. And you know, like I said, you know, Price is arguably the, the probably the Hart Trophy winner this year, but you know, you can only you can only ride him for so long and if they're not gonna score any goals, uh, you know, this series is pretty much done and buried. Yeah, and you know, um that's true. I mean Tampa Bay uh, I think is gonna take that series. Like you said, you can you can ride a, a hot goaltender for only so long, but you know, you gotta score goals and if you're scoring less than two goals in a game, that's just not gonna get it done, uh unless the team that you're playing against is only scoring, you know, maybe one goal a game. But uh they're going to have to figure something out. They're going to have to shake some stuff up, and they're going on the road to Tampa to figure that out. So I know my buddies over on the Canadian radio for the Montreal um, Canadians, I wish them luck because, you know, it's tough sledding so far. Uh, and that brings us to the last series. You know, you got uh, the Rangers uh, against the Capitals, and uh, so far this has been a split. 
1-1, you know, uh, Washington had that late uh, goal to win, uh, you know, one point and change uh, left in that game, Eddie. And, uh, you know, this is a series that it could go six, seven games uh, for a, a long haul. Yeah, it's been probably the most exciting series so far. Obviously, you know, we with the Ducks winning, too, it's very exciting. But, you know, close games for both these games. Uh, Washington scoring with uh, 1.4 seconds left in, in game one. And uh, New York uh, holding out for the 3-2 win in game two. It's uh, you know, a very close series. Both goalies are playing well. Lundqvist and Holtby, uh, you know, both teams can score goals. Obviously, Ovechkin on, on Washington and Backstrom are the two main guys there. And, you know, Nash and St. Louis and Stepan and, you know, those guys on um, on New York Rangers. And, you know, they're just two really good, well-rounded teams. And, you know, it's going to be one of the better, better series to watch uh, so far, obviously, other than the Ducks. But, you know, I think, like you said, it's, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see it go six or seven games for sure. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I've been watching now that uh, almost all my finals are, are done. I've only got one left. I've been pretty much watching all the other series as much as I can, and uh, they've all been really entertaining so far. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, um, hopefully the Ducks will, you know, get past Calgary uh, as we think they will and then uh, get to the Western Conference Finals and, and, you know, go from there and uh, have some exciting uh, more podcasts and more articles coming out, um, you know, obviously covering all the action that we've been doing so far. Um, I know I had some questions last week. I just wanted to cover real quick on the NHL schedule. Um, I know some people were wondering why the the schedule was uh, changed. Uh, You know, originally it had come out as um, Friday, Sunday, and then it was Thursday, Sunday. And I I know some people were upset uh, about it. And I just wanted to give you an update on actually what really happened uh, with the schedule was one of the uh, coaches had contacted me on that Monday uh, early afternoon and had told me that the NHL had advised the team that it was Thursday and I'm sorry, that, that it was Friday originally and Sunday. And then very, very late that night, the NHL changed it and made it Thursday instead. You know, I don't, I don't know the reasoning, but that was uh, told to me by one of the members of the coaching staff. And that, that was a lap last, last minute change. Um, you know, obviously the ducks app showed Friday and Sunday too. So we all had thought that, but just so you all know, that's what happened. Uh, the NHL is in charge of the schedule, uh, not the team. So, um, that's just why it happened. It was just a last-minute change by the NHL. Uh, it's something that's out of out of the control of our hands, Eddie. But you know that's how it goes. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm, I, you know, either way, like I'm sure you would rather have the the Friday start with your finals being on Thursday. But you know, it's not the big deal. I think everybody was happy to to get in it earlier after such a long uh, a long break. And you know, like you said, the NHL decides to schedule. I think we're all just happy that the we're we're this far into the the playoffs so far and undefeated. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the way it's going, it's going well. We're just going to keep rolling, and I, I think that's what's going to um, be the success is uh, just staying with the formula that's worked um, and doing what we're doing. We're winning in all the categories, and uh, I don't really see any change in this series. Um, I think going to uh, Winnipeg and playing there was probably one of the most difficult challenges, and the Ducks came out with those two uh, wins. So I think going to Calgary this next week um, – I don't really think it's going to phase them. I know it's going to be the sea of red up there, but uh, uh, I, I don't, you know, the Ducks just don't, they just refuse to lose, and, and they just uh, have the chemistry and the mentality of, you know, we're going to win every game, Eddie, and, I mean, it's just what happens. And, and now we've gone from, you know, scraping and pulling out late comeback wins to, you know, 
you know, blowing the other team out, you know, or shutting them out. And, um, I mean, it's a very, very good sign, Eddie. Uh, I'll tell you, the last two games, I haven't really been as stressed out watching them, that's for sure. Yeah, you know, I think, you know, when you think of going into a building like Calgary after coming out of uh, the whiteout in Winnipeg and then the prospects of possibly having to go into the United Center and, and play Chicago in, in another series after this one, uh, I think, you know, we've just got some of the players who just thrive on, on those situations and they thrive on being in opponents' arenas. You know, obviously Kessler and Perry uh, love love getting booed and, and love getting hassled by the the opponent fans. And you know, I think going into Calgary is going to be the same thing. And, you know, I, I, I don't, I'm not too worried about them going on the road. It's almost like a second home for us. So, um, you know, it'll be a, a fun two games to watch coming up. Yeah, I mean, you talk about that, too. It seems like whenever they boo or, or you know, make, make chance of whatever they're going to come up with, it just seems to have the reverse effect. I mean, uh, you know, Perry goes off, uh, Kessler goes off, Anderson starts stopping every shot that he sees. I mean, it, it's kind of interesting. It's almost like you, you would think that the, the fans of the you know opposing team would uh, not chant our players' names um, because it's, it's had the reverse, reverse effect, Eddie. So I hope they, they chant every player's name on the entire roster, you know, <laughs> because it'll just motivate the Ducks that much more. Yeah, I know. It's, uh, speaking of the chants, too, I liked the uh, the fans getting into it last night and, and chanting, we want Hiller after we went up 2-0. Uh, you know, and, 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 you know, seeing them all, more people wearing orange after we called for it after the the first, the last podcast uh, was fun to see everybody getting into it and, and uh, you know, really supporting the Painted Orange campaign. Yeah, definitely. That was another thing I wanted to say. I wanted to appreciate the comments, uh, too, that we had received from everybody uh, this last week. Uh, it was very positive uh, from everybody, and uh, the Painted Orange has been going very well. Uh, I saw a lot more people wearing the Stadium Series jerseys. Uh, if you had one, obviously, um, people were wearing them. I was wearing mine instead of my traditional Ducks and Pucks one, you know, to, to join in on the, the Painted Orange campaign. And, uh, you know, and I have to give it to the Ducks organization, too. Um, they've been giving out... Uh, t-shirts and towels as well that have helped and and they uh stepped up their game too uh you know the, the latest towel eddie uh had uh, let's go ducks on it and it had um it had white coloring on it and also had gold for the ducks logo which was nice to see because not that the other towels weren't quality but the other towels were uh just black and orange so they added more colors and they also changed up some of the shirts they had a let's go duck shirt and then they also had a our our team our house um shirt as well so i, I like the fact of what they've been doing and um We've been trying to help out as well. They uh, are going to have another watch party um, at Honda Center uh, for Game 4 on Friday. Same deal as last time, you know, just get there as early as you can. There was a line all the way around the building last time. Um, I'm glad everybody went out there and had fun. Uh, you know, I had, I had a final that night, so I couldn't go, obviously. But uh, um, I'm not sure who else is going to be there yet. Uh, Phil may be there again, pumping up the crowd. Uh, obviously, Wild Wing will be there. Um, you know, they got the two big screens. You can bring um, any food that you want. Um, you can bring any kind of drink you want, except for alcoholic beverages. Um, you know, they'll have those there. Parking is free. Uh, it's a great event um, to have it out there. I'm glad that they finally built up, you know, this area and they, they're having the watch parties out there because, you know, this is something that we've only had, you know, just recently. But uh, it's very good to see the fans and the organization as a whole getting into this and uh, everybody's getting pumped up and uh, appreciate the support from everybody. Uh, we're also making some more shirts as well for you guys. We have a, um, a retro design coming. I know some of you asked for a, a retro-themed, you know, Mighty Ducks-type um, shirt. So we're going to have actually a couple versions of that coming out later this week. 
Um, we have uh, one kind of similar with the patch that we, we did uh, with the third period is ours. That one's up on the website. I should have those uh, picked up this week and, and mailed out. Um, had a little bit of delay with some of the shirts, but uh, we'll get those all to you. And um, that's really it. Uh, any other uh, final comments on your end, Eddie, as uh, we go into, you know, games three and four and go up to Calgary? Uh, nope. I think, uh, you know, hopefully it's it's going to be kind of hard to see everybody out there wearing orange uh, in Calgary. But other than that, there, uh, I think two minutes ago, uh, the NHL announced that uh, ex-Penguins GM ratio was announced as the Devils GM uh, for their fourth GM in uh, team history. Other than that, I don't believe there's any more news. I think that was the, the big news for today coming out of the NHL. All right, and that's going to do it for this week. Uh, you know, we'll come back next week. We'll recap games three and four, and uh, if it ends up being a sweep this series, and, and we know who the opponent is, then we'll, we'll preview the opponent um, at that time. And uh, thanks for listening. And let's go, Ducks. The Anaheim Ducks are the Stanley Cup champions. <laughs>